So today we're starting a podcast. Um, all throughout uh, the next couple months, we are going to be getting material out for you to read, to digest, to listen to now, um, to watch a variety of things. Um, and today we are beginning by interviewing uh, students, we'll, what we'll be doing for the next several months. And today we're interviewing um, Finn. Um, and I'm going to have Finn introduce himself. Go ahead, Finn. Hello, my name is Finn. I am a junior here at the University of Tulsa. I am a theater major, minoring in political science and Spanish. I am from Massachusetts, and one of the things that brought me to TU, one of the things was scholarship money, and one of the other things was um, that there were a lot of Christian organizations on campus, and that's something that I really aspired to to sort of see what I liked. I forget how we even meet. How, how, or how did we even meet? I don't know how we met. I remember our first meeting, I think, yes. like eating lunch. I think lunch. I just showed up. Did you, did you, how did you get introduced to RUF? I Do you think, remember? I don't remember how I got introduced okay. to RUF, but I, I was looking to like sort of like look around the different organizations. Yeah. So I've been to probably every Christian organization on campus at least okay. once, but okay. RUF is definitely the main one. Okay. that I'm a member of. And your, your schedule makes some of that tricky because you have a lot of night yeah, classes as a and drama theater practice. theater student, yeah. we very often have rehearsals you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and that interferes with Wednesday night large groups. Um, but I try to make it to large groups when I can Yeah. before COVID. One of the, the things that that's brought about, though, is... Because you can't be as active in those ways, I feel like we've been able to meet a lot more, um, and uh, we still we still try to make a point. Finn is one of the guys I uh, meet with often, and I would let's see words to describe Finn. I'd say would be curious, and he is interesting. He we like to have conversations about interesting topics. Whether that's things going like on in the world or Christianity or Jesus, mm-hmm. like today, he said, "Hey, let's talk about this Jesus guy." Yeah, um, and he always has good questions for me. Yeah, yeah. so, um, so, so as I explained, so we're we're beginning this podcast, and the hope is to tie the podcast into the additional content that we have put out there for you. So during this four week period, uh, hopefully you've joined a quad. But the content that we're going through in my teaching and then also in discussion with the quad and also in devotions, the daily devotions, is, is all around living an unhurried life. I think one of the things that uh, could describe our, our moment is that we are a, a really busied people. We are doing a lot. Do you, do you Quinn, or Quinn, Finn, do you feel like we, uh, you see people just constantly kind of in a hurry trying to do a lot of things? Yes, I, I do see people often being very busy and even if they're not paying attention to some large assignment, they're always 
um, like doing something on their phone or um, whatever, but it's very Getting rare that you really... With- 15 different things. Yeah, it's rare that you really see people just sitting and relaxing. And it almost feels strange to, you know, I like to go out by the steps by the library and just look out at the sunset. And it just feels weird that, like, people are going to look at you strange if you're sitting doing nothing. (laughs) It it, it does feel that way. I feel like doing nothing freaks people out. Like, Mm -hmm. to do nothing. Yeah. Is a scary... Would you do as you've been on campus now two years, entering your third year? Was there a moment in those two years where you where you felt like you were really busied and you've kind of gotten out of that? Are you still kind of tottering in that? Um, I mean, there are definitely days like today is a day where it's like I told myself I'd wake up at six thirty and then I woke up at seven and then I was just like doing homework and then I have classes and I'm doing more homework and then I'm going places so. There are definitely days where it's like, I have to stay on schedule and be hurrying through things. Um, But I do always look forward to time when I can just relax and, um, you know, like I... Watch the sunset. Yes. (laughs) I do, during the weekdays, I do... Like, sometimes I only sleep six hours, but I try to get at least eight or nine hours of sleep a night. And then if I'm really tired on a weekend, I might sleep, like, ten hours or maybe even more than that. Just to, because I'm so exhausted from not having slept so much during the week. I, I think one of the, that's one of the things that we've, I've, I've, I've noticed about you as we've met. You, you are a very disciplined person, and I feel like you do things with intention. So, like, even the way that you think about how many hours you sleep... I don't feel like many college students think about that. And before they know it, they're going to bed at 3 and they're waking up at 8.30 and it's like, I wonder why I feel so tired all the mm-hmm. time. Um, maybe because of that. Um, is that something that you feel like you do intentionally? Um, yeah, it will. You know, if I'm staying up late doing a project, I'll say, like, how many hours am I going to be able to sleep with this? Um, I, I do like to, you know, take half an hour to stretch in the morning and um you know sometimes I'll cut into that time but um the it it is definitely like I really pay attention to that and really have an intention of like okay I've not been sleeping so much the past few nights like this weekend I need to get a long night's rest yeah um I think one reason why people don't get enough sleep is in some ways because there's so much talk around you should get eight or nine hours of sleep every night and they know they're never going to meet that expectation and so they sort of give up on that entirely and then they only get five or six hours of sleep and even if that happens you still need to take care of yourself and get better sleep the next night or the weekend coming up yeah Uh, and even the way you were just talking about that, I think that you, um, there's a difference between, in, in even the book that we're looking through in our quads, there, there's a difference between doing a lot of things and uh, being a, having a hurried heart. So hurriedness is a heart condition. So you can do a lot of things, just like Jesus did a lot of things, but Jesus was never in a hurry. I feel like you're actually intentionally 
um, setting aside times to do things, whether that's work out or go on a walk or watch a sunset or listen to music or do your schoolwork or go to practice, uh, do your do your drama practice. You do you rehearsals. I know there's a f- official. Sorry, yes. rehearsals. He looked at me weird, like drama practice. Drama practice. Um, what's that? But you're doing a lot of things. But I've never. Ex- not saying you do this perfectly, but I've never experienced you as someone who's in a like hurried. Like when we meet together, you are here. Yeah. Versus a lot of people when I meet with them, they're not, I, I don't really feel like I have their attention. Yeah. It, they're somewhere else. When I'm, you know, I mean, our lives are debatably more complex than, like, you can't really say they're more complex than people's lives were in Jesus' time, but there's so much, you know, insecurity about, like, um, exactly what friends you're going to stay with after college, where you're going to go live, um, what kind of, you know, job you're going to get if you move to this place. And um, there's so much, like, technology that you feel like you need to know how to use. And um, sort of always feels like you could be like you have another thing to be thinking about ahead. And, um, but when I'm in, in a place, I like to, I guess, trust that I'll do those things when I go to do them. And when I'm here to do whatever's in front of me, I'll be here to do that. Yeah, and I, and I, I, I notice it, so like, I want to just affirm you. I noticed that when we meet, you are there. And I, I think that's part of why I really enjoy meeting with you and why um, I, I wanted to chat with you. Um, so let's kind of transition. So if you noticed, um, as you've read through some of the devotional material, we are also putting together uh, practices, spiritual practices. And I've explained on, on the website what are spiritual practices um, last week, the spiritual practices were daily devotions, um, encouraging you to do that, which I still want to encourage you to do that. And then also observing the day of Sabbath. And this week, the, the practices are all around technology. Um, they are, they are the, the spiritual practice of fasting. You know, Jesus says, not if he, when he's speaking to his disciples, he doesn't say if you fast, but when you fast. And um, I think fasting is something that we don't do well. Fasting, I think we only think of it as fasting from food, but fasting is, is ceasing, is, is stopping, resisting um, particular things. And I think, and my, my invitation to us this week is to fast one hour a day from our phones, actually to turn it off completely. And then the second would be to fast one day a week from something, whether that's your phone entirely or just social media. And over the past few years, as I've talked and, and been, been around Finn, I've noticed, one, he has a flip phone, which is just weird. It's a slidey phone. Oh, a slidey phone. Uh-huh. He has one of those. And the way that he thinks about technology and the way that he thinks about particularly social media is, is super interesting. So, uh, Finn, tell me, tell me why you have a slidey phone. Well, I don't have any social media, and I've never have. Okay. So... Uh, that's strange. So, Why? Why have you not had any social media? Um, I think, you know, I have an older sister, and she, I like, she had social media, and there were times when there were sort of, I guess, unnecessary drama around that, and 
Like I, I do have times, admittedly, where like there's like some little homework thing that I know I should do that doesn't take that long, but I'm gonna sit and watch a YouTube video, and then I'm gonna sit and watch another YouTube video, and then this other YouTube video looks interesting. They take you down the rabbit hole. And okay. yes, and like I know that I'm not. Like, if I did have a smartphone, I wouldn't be able to resist the temptation of going and checking things all the time and, um, you know, like, playing little games or whatever. Um, it's... It's really... Like, there are other reasons about why I don't have social media, but that's really the main one. And so if I have, like... 10 minutes until my next class, I might just sit and wait and do nothing. Um, what do you find, do you find those moments restful? Do you feel like that helps, those 10 minutes, for example? Yeah, and to speak to rest, sort of, whether it's a small thing like that or um, just taking like a large period of time just to rest, the way I think about it is you know, because some people think that you should be working all the time in in order to become closer to God, and um, doing meaningful work is definitely something that I think can that that does bring you closer to God. But it's when you're resting, I think of it as sort of recalibrating your aim towards God, because what what working to become closer to God means for you today is going to be different than what it means a year from now or a year from that because today it might mean getting along better with your family tomorrow a year from now it might mean leading a service project trip and then after that it might mean you know organizing yourself better or you know getting along better with your friends or whatever so if you think about like carpentry for instance if you're hammering in a nail if you take a second to orient yourself take a breath and focus and then hit the nail on the head it's much better than if you just say, I need to be busy, and you just go at it, and the nail gets all in, bent and crooked. Mm. And it's important to, in our lives, take that step back and really see what is it that I need to be doing right now? What is it that God is really asking of me right mm. now? And I love that analogy, and I love that thought. It just made me think... I almost wonder if we get into this, this vicious cycle where we are a highly distractible people. So we're distracted. We're hitting the nail all over the place, bending it that way and this. We, and so much so that we don't even know what we're doing and what we're building and what, what we're working on, what, we're, what, our, to use yeah. word, what our aim is. That, that then we live in such uh, futility, frustration, because because our distraction kind of makes us feel this sense of meaninglessness that then to numb away from the pain of that futility 
we go back to just our, our phones and our, and our, our same distractions. So it, it, it both is the driving root, the cause of this problem, but also like the safe haven. It's where we return to distract us from actually how aimless our life feels so that we can always go back to what we can control. I can't control, I have no idea what I'm doing in my life, but I can control how I present myself on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I just, I, just, I just thought of that kind of cycle as you were speaking, and I'm like, man, that kind of makes sense. Um, I wonder if, if, if that's a, a helpful way to see some of the ways that, that we use our, our, our phone and our technology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, it's important to have meaningful relationships with the people around you. If you think about, if you just think of, through your memories that you have, most interactions that you have with people you probably don't remember. Like, think about like sure. three, three years ago, how many interactions do you really remember yeah. from the people you're around? So just try to have meaningful interactions and um, it's okay to have friends who you have just for like one certain thing that you connect with, but you know, it, you want to aim to have meaningful relationships and you don't exactly find that on social media. It's, you know, I mean, I'm someone who has a lot of social anxiety. Um, when I was younger, my parents got divorced and I always have sort of a, I always have a fear often that people who are my friends, even if they're close, I sort of have a fear that they're just going to run away or leave me or um, like not really want to spend time with me even if they say they do. And so I have a lot of social anxiety even around people who I trust. And part of, for me, part of the point of taking time to just sit and just to be or to look out at the sunset or whatever is to have patience in that and to um, be and to just feel the gratitude that I have for the fact that I do have friends and I do have people mm. that care about me and mm. um, so patience is one thing that's a lot of it because um, you know I do have like social anxiety and it's important for me to be willing to take the time to sit and be grateful. It's so interesting that that's the word choice that you're using. This week in our, our quad discussion, one of the quotes that I put in there, I don't have it in front of me, I wish I did right now, um, is that hurriedness, it, it strips us away from moments of gratitude, literally. Like what you just said is, <laughs> is a quote from this book that we've been referencing. Um, thank you for sharing that. Um, that, that, that felt being in the, in the room as you were, you're talking about that, just felt very, um, heartfelt and real honest. And I almost wonder, um, I just love the way that you think about the recalibrating, giving yourself these moments, whether it's the 10 minutes before something, the next thing, instead of getting pulling out your phone, you can actually sit and recalibrate 
What is today? What can I be thankful for so far? Who am I? Who is God? Maybe even have a, a, a moment of prayer. Um, and doing that in smaller sections and, larger, and in larger times um, to almost always be grounding yourself in reality instead of escaping into some distant fantasy world. Um, I think a few, before we end the conversation, I want to maybe push back the two maybe common things people would say. Don't you fear that you're like missing out on all of this social opportunity? Like, don't you, don't you fear that the world's happening in, on, on phones and you're just like, no, um, you know, it's, it's going by and you're never going to get it? I, I definitely know. I mean, I've seen that attitude, but I don't feel that at all. Um, you know, it's it's not necessary that you're that you need to know everything going on in the world, and you can't you can't save everybody, but you can do the do the best that you can, and you know, again, it's. My, my relationships with my, the friends around me are no less meaningful without seeing them on social media. And again, hmm. you know, they're, they're friends who maybe I haven't talked to in a week, but it's, um, but it's important for me to have that trust that, you know, they still have me in their heart and I have them sure. in my yeah. heart. and. I don't need to. I don't need to see a new post of theirs on Instagram to remind myself that they're still with me. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. What 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 would you say maybe to the person who, even to go back to something you said earlier, um, I don't actually think people who are so glued into their phone even see it as a temptation. I just think they see it as like life. Mm -hmm. Um, And Jesus talks a lot about temptation. Jesus, he talks a lot about this, this, he uses this um, imagery, this analogy of if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. Your eyes cause you to sin, gouge them out. It's very explicit imagery he gives us to talk about he says because it's better to be to be received into the kingdom of god with one hand than than for all eternity be just you know in in uh uh separate from god i'm going blank on on terminology uses i think he may even say thrown into the pits of hell yeah um i don't think we 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 don't think we see the severity i don't think our society particularly college students see the severity of our phone addiction. And this is not just a Christian thing. I mean, there's all, I really got introduced to the idea of addiction to our phone from a secular dude, Simon Sinek. I don't know if you've heard of that name. He talks a lot about this. This is not just a Christian thing, but just in general, what would you say to the person who's just super glued in, who does not see this as a a temptation, does not see the severity of what's, what's happening? What would be a few um, things you'd say, or maybe even just a few things that you'd encourage them to consider, or a few things to to, to practice to walk their way in, into a better space. Putting you on the spot. So, I'd say that if you are doing 
something that you feel called to do through social media, that's a good thing. But it's like I keep a journal, and I find that much more fulfilling than anything that I would post on social media because you know there are things that I that are really personal to me that I wouldn't post on social media, but I can write about them and there is so much to that and so many ways that I know that I have grown because of that and you you don't want to have people judge you based on the way you are online and you don't want to care about your appearances to the general population. In fact, it's, I feel much closer to God by trying to not care about how I look to Mm -hmm. the public and, you know, neither did Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I actually think, I would say most people do care about, like, care about that stuff and they do they do put themselves out there and almost this I, I, fake seems derogatory but I'll use it nonetheless this like fake vulnerability of putting themselves out in this very masked um, glamorous like we, we choose what we display to the world yeah. so that in that moment we might be judged and we hope that we're judged well Yep. So that we can then go home and sleep better at night because and, I got seventy people to care like my about message. How other people judge you, right? And, I mean, and who are you doing it for? Yeah. Social are you doing it for you or are you doing it for the people who are weak and weary, yeah, and hungry? Yeah. And it's even even to kind of wrap this conversation up. You even I hope you guys as you've been listening, you even just heard it in his answer when he says. Journaling is more beneficial for me because it's it's something that I grow. I, I'm, which is the goes back to the whole recalibrating thing. Yeah. Like you, the here is your aim. So how what can I do? How can I think about things and practices that I do in my life that help me towards that aim? Yeah, it, it helps me find truth. It helps you find truth. If, I mean, if there's a really complicated things going on, write about it, and it'll help you sort everything out and knowing what the truth is is better than what people want you to say. Mm. Well, thanks for chatting, Finn. Um, Thank you. uh, I think we started this podcast off on the right start. We will continue to do these, hopefully every week, um, talking about interesting things with with interesting people. Um, And so stay tuned for next week's.